0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe.
1: Hello, and welcome to the Tracy Sandler Show, brought to you by FIVO. I could not be more excited to welcome back a guest that needs no introduction, but I will give him an introduction anyway, it is the great, incomparable, amazing, talented, smart, go on,
0: family, go on,
1: buddy, incredible father of the year, husband of the year, friend of the year, keep going. keep going, NBC Bay Area's Matt Mayo. Go,
0: <laughs> Tracy, you're wonderful. Thank you so much for having me back on the show. I'm glad I didn't screw it up so badly last time that I was forever blacklisted from the Tracy Sandler show. So it's great to be back.
1: Well, and you have a really lucky thing going. You were great, but you know, there are only so many beat writers on the 49ers beat. So when I really want to just focus 49ers, you know, there's only so many of you guys to bring on. That's, so yeah. you are wonderful, but also the pool. is Okay.
0: So when, with all the compliments to now I'm having you on because they're, I'm running out of choices. Is that I would to, say
1: running out of choices is Ran strong. out of choices. Maybe that would be more appropriate. <laughs> no. No, you are one of my favorite humans and one of my favorite beat reporters. Um well, thank and you. I
0: am and the feeling you. is certainly mutual.
1: Thank you. That's so kind. I really appreciate I mean, that. On,
0: um, what else was I supposed to say after that?
1: I'm not really sure. Also, I keep saying um and I'm trying to work on that. So you guys Keep me honest. And by you guys, I mean math. Well, so, I'm, I'm
0: a big um person too. Well,
1: we can keep each other honest. Yeah,
0: I think, gosh, or no, I'm an uh person. I think I do um. uh more than um.
1: Interesting. Yeah. That's interesting. There must be a deep dive into why people pick one or the other. We're just not going to do it today. Well, I we do just... want to
0: say something else about it because when I watch like really, really good people on TV, mm-hmm. um, oh, I just did an um.
1: You did? They, it happens.
0: I, the one thing that kind of stands out to me when I watch them is how they don't do that.
1: I know. I
0: know some people are so good at their jobs, you know, of speaking on TV or radio or whatever. And uh, who knows? someday, if I keep working at this thing, maybe I can eliminate some us and ums from my from my speech. But we'll see.
1: Well, you know what they say: awareness is the first step.
0: Yeah, I did not know they said that, but it sounds reasonable that they would have said that.
1: Maybe I say it, but I do think it's true. Awareness is the first step. So you're welcome for that. Now, I almost said um again, but I stopped myself and I went in with a now. So let's just, we're just going to see how this goes. But there's been, it's a big week in 49ers land. Uh, We, I did it again, but we first of all learned, we're taping this on Thursday. So we learned yesterday, Wednesday, that the great Frank Gore will be signing a one-day ceremonial contract to retire with the San Francisco 49ers. I want to talk about that with you because I did not cover the team when Frank Gore was on it. And so I'd love to, to hear about that. But before we get to Frank Gore and before we get to 49ers OTAs, you had an incredible event on Wednesday night at the Lesher Center for the Arts to honor Dwight Clark, and raise money for the Golden Heart Fund. And I would just like you to talk about that because it was an incredible evening and so special. And you've done so much great work around that.
0: Uh, Well, thank you. Yes, it was. It's Kirk Reynolds um, has just put in Yeoman's work. He was a former 49ers PR director. And he and Dwight were pretty close. And I remember that it was probably maybe six months before Dwight passed, Kirk put together a lunch for Dwight when he was living in Capitola and Dwight had such a good time uh, meeting or, you know, kind of reconnecting with some of his former teammates. And it was such a good time that, that Dwight said, man, I wish that'd be great if I could do that more often. And then over a period of months, every Tuesday, Kirk would put together lunches for, you know, these former 49ers to come in and, and spend time with Dwight. And, and these guys were guys who were flying in from all over the country. And so, um, you know, fast forward, uh, I did a podcast with Dwight. Uh, let's see, probably about um, two months before he passed. And in that, he said that he loved to hear stuff from the fans what they were doing at the time of the catch and so um i said on the podcast well let's i'm going to put together you know something on on my podcast and i'm going to ask for letters on social media and got all these letters and eventually uh dwight had was just he had just moved to whitefish montana and i went up there to visit him with all those letters and we were sat around and we read the letters. Ronnie Lott was there and Kena Turner was there. It was just a great, great time. Although he was in really bad shape, but it really brought a smile to his face and it really lifted his spirits. And at the end of that, um, he asked about, you know, could there be a book? You know, with all these letters and and I told him, well, we'll definitely we'll we'll make a documentary. Don't know if the book is possible, but the book became possible. Letters to eighty seven. But the last, but I is like, literally, the last thing he said to me was, if anything ever comes of this, then I, I want the money to go to the Golden Heart Fund. Uh, I want to help my guys. That's what he said. And so, for the past three years, we've done this Dwight Clark Legacy series where we have raised a lot of money for the Golden Heart Fund. And Wednesday night was no different, and it was just so much fun. I mean, you were there, Tracy. Thank you so much for coming. That means a lot to, to see you there. But uh, Charles Haley was hilarious. We had um, Terrell Owens was was poignant. I thought in a lot of ways, and and um, Brian Young and Steve Young, and it was just it was just a neat evening. Patrick Willis was there. He presented Eric Armstead with the Dwight Clark award. And uh, I thought that was great. And it was kind of cute. My daughters were there. I don't know if you saw them, but oh, I did. Uh,
1: they sat behind me.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So uh, one daughter is 19. The other is 17. And I've already spoken to my younger daughter and her comment was, Oh my gosh, I love Eric Armstead. What a, what a, <laughs> what a nice person he seems to be. And so uh, it was just, it was great. And so many other 40, former 49ers came out to support the cause. And like I said, we raised a lot of money. And, oh, I mentioned John Lynch was there. And he he created a little bit of headlines, I guess, when, sure did. when he said that, um, yes, Debo Samuel will be on the team, that he said, I'd be a fool to trade him. Um, and I don't know, Tracy, I think he certainly all but said, Trey Lance's time is here. Oh, yeah. Actually, he might have actually said that. <laughs> yeah,
1: I think he did actually say that. And it's it's really something we've known since last March of 2021 when they made the trade for Trey Lance. But that was, I think, as close as anyone has come to saying it. And I think if you really decipher the words, he said it. Yeah. Yeah. So so,
0: so there's, you know, in a, this event, is kind of neat, um, you know, tying in the, the past with the present. And, you know, we it's there's a lot of different age groups i thought represented in the audience and we're the plan is to keep this thing going you know it's been at the lesher center we have some ties there and they do a wonderful job but the plan is to move it around you know take it to the peninsula take it to the south bay you know more probably in the heart of 49ers fan territory so it'll be something i think we uh we look to do every year because it's it's turned into a really nice fundraising effort for the Golden Heart Fund.
1: It's re- It's really amazing. And it's really cool to see how the fans just get so excited. and And I know for me personally, I don't want to speak for us, but for me personally, we're so ingrained in this and we're there every day. And you forget that for fans to get to be around these players and get to see them live, it's so exciting. And to get to hear John Lynch and we have incredible jobs and we get to do this all the time. So it, there is something to it also when you see how fans get so excited and there's uh, there's something heartwarming about it.
0: Yeah, you're right. And it's, it's, you know, it's kind of this, I don't know. Um, you know, we we cover the NFL. Um, you know, we don't work for the teams, but I think in, in a lot of ways we are indebted to you know, the media members who came before us to the players, um, you know, through the years to help build what the NFL has become because if it weren't for the NFL, um, you know, I, I don't know what I would be doing, you know, what I'd be covering. And so, I mean, I don't want to get too sappy, but I kind of see it as a way of giving back, you know, that we're, we are all kind of tied into this. We are, you know, we, we might not always, uh, see eye to eye with, with the players we cover, but at the end of the day, we're kind of all in it together in a sense. Um, and I mean, even some of the guys there last night, uh, at the Lesher center on, on uh, Wednesday night, you know, I've, I've had run-ins with them in the past and it hasn't always been, um, smooth sailing um with with a couple of the guys. But now I think that, you know, with time and distance you know, we can we can kinda move on and, and kinda work for something bigger. And and for that is, you know, the NFL has not done a great job of taking care of, you know, the, the former players. And this is part of this that you know kind of came about when Eddie barlow was inducted into the Hall of Fame. He talked about you know, kind of like history is—you know—people are watching us, how we treat—you know—these guys that that made this game what it is, and so let's 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 take care of these guys. And from that, I think it was Ronnie Lot, who heard—you know—who was there for Eddie DiBarlo's speech, and it really resonated with him. And he was like, you know what, we can do something grassroots, and that's how the Golden Heart Fund started. It's taking care of these former 49 niner players. Uh, some whose names you would definitely know and, and some maybe you, you wouldn't know, but guys who, you know, are in need of whatever financial, emotional support. Um, and, and that's how it started. And it's, uh, it's kind of taken off from there. And I remember when the, they, they started that foundation, uh, they kind of challenged other teams around the league to do something similar in their markets.
1: That's awesome. Well, it, it's really incredible work. And it, it you know, it, it's very Eddie Debartolo that he would have done that because that that's who he is. And that's how he always took care of his players. And it's, it's really nice for this 49ers alumni and taking care of each other. And you could see the bond on the stage last night, you know, between all of these guys and years have passed, but you could see the bond and the memories. Uh, so it was, it was very special. So congratulations on a wonderful evening. We certainly started this on a a sappier note, but I like it. And, and I think it's great. And it doesn't always have to be, you know, tough. It's, it's nice to do something sappy and it. It was emotional. And on a personal note for me, uh, Steve Young, when I was a kid, I mean, he's my, he's probably my favorite athlete of all time. So just being in the same room for with him, I had a little bit of that fan feeling of like, this is pretty cool. And somewhere, there's the little girl version of me who is absolutely just like
0: and, passing out. And how fun was that? How memorable was that? He he agreed to do this just out kind of like knee jerk reaction. Of course I'll be there. And then he told his wife, "Yeah, I'm going to be going to Walnut Creek on June 1st." And she's like, "Okay, you know what June 1st is, right? It's it's your daughter's 16th birthday." And he's like, "Oh no!" So he uh, took part in the birthday festivities jumped on a plane from Palo Alto to um I guess it's Concord had a car waiting for him and zipped in there and joined the the panel discussion the Hall of Fame panel discussion uh what would you say about 5 minutes in something like yes. that and so about the, 5 minutes in he didn't
1: it, miss much at all
0: he didn't no and so and it was a, just a very I mean it was it was great uh, it was it was uh It was authentic. It was it was fun. And man, Charles Haley, I didn't realize he's such a man, he really brought some life to that party.
1: He sure did. He was funny. You should have him, or anybody should have him at any roast, no matter who it's (laughs) of. He should be there because he really was great at that. And I think that it was a lot of fun. And you're right, he really did bring some life. It was great. Him and TO, it was great, all of it. It was just, it was awesome. So since we're on the subject of 49ers legends, this, do you see how I did that? Yeah, that's like good. Great, great translation. Yeah. Usually one doesn't have to pat themselves on the back for doing it, but I just wanted to acknowledge yeah. that I sequitered that. I don't even know if that's a word. Well, really nice. You see,
0: people. if you're not going to compliment yourself, who will?
1: Probably no one. Hence, <laughs> why I'm taking the time to do it on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but speaking of 49ers legends, uh, we found out on Wednesday night, as I said earlier, Frank Gore, who is a true 49ers legend, really a legend, a legend of running backs, signing a one-day ceremonial contract with the San Francisco 49ers to retire a 49er. You know, Frank Gore is someone, as you all know, anytime we've talked to him in the last few years, if he's been on a team playing the 49ers, he's still referred to the 49ers as we And us and certainly always felt a part of this team so I know how special that is and as I mentioned in the beginning I did not cover this team when Frank Gore was on it so I was hoping you could maybe share a little insight with us as as to what this truly means and how exciting this would be for Frank and 49ers fans
0: yeah I mean Frank you know Frank had a, a rough time you know growing up and in college. I mean, he was a really talented running back at the university of Miami. And I know he came on the radar of Scott McLuhan very early on, like as a freshman at Miami, he was like all those guys on that team, Willis McGahee, Clinton Portis, Najee Davenport was on that team. And then there was Frank Gore, the, the freshman, And, and his college career was derailed by not one, but two torn ACLs. He had a shoulder injury, but just a talented guy, um, who just understood football and just had these kind of rare traits, you know, the balance, um, the ability to, to find the hole, to, to not take big hits, to always be falling forward. And in that draft, you know, Scott McLuhan wanted him. Scott McLuhan was like, there's, you know, medically, there was probably no reason to take him where they did, but they did, you know, first pick of the third round. And he just a really serious guy took football. um, I mean, he just lived and ate and breathed football. And probably the, you know, the one memory I have of him or just kind of the thing that I think about is how he was always in the locker room. And, you know, whenever the the media is open or whenever the the doors are open to the media, you know, some guys are whatever, or having lunch or watching TV in the player's lounge or whatever, Frank was always at his locker and he just enjoyed talking about football and you would walk past his locker and he would say, Hey, what, 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 what do you think of, you know, what do you think of how I played, you know, on Sunday? What, what do you think I could do better? And I remember he was really into the Damien Thomason. Like, you know, have you been watching the Damien Thomason? What, what do you think of him? What, you know, how's he playing? What? And it was just, he, he just loved to talk the sport and, You know, for a guy who had the injuries that he had in college to then have this long career in the NFL where his probably, you know, his among many good traits, you know, his best one probably is just the durability. I mean, that's shocking to me. that A guy who could have had so many injuries and entered the league with, you know, basically Scott McLuhan having to tell the, the 49ers medical staff to kind of fudge the physical so that he could justify taking him. I mean, it's, it's crazy that here he stands as the number three all time leading rusher in NFL history. And as you noted, like he, I think he always felt indebted to the 49ers. Uh, He has a really good relationship with Jed York. And he's had a really good relationship with every you know, coaching staff and, and member of the team who's ever come through here and probably every media member too. So he just really embodies everything that, uh, you know, the 49ers set out to, you know, John Lynch talked Wednesday night about the 49er way and, and getting these guys who are good football players, but who represent the, the organization well and have a passion for the sport and, and kind of bring that spirit. And That's that's Frank Gore right there.
1: That's, that's fantastic. And I think it's really special for him, obviously special for the organization, special for the fans. I know fans would have loved for him to play one more season with San Francisco, but that was not to be, but very special that he will in fact retire as a 49er. And I think will always be known as a 49er. So uh, that'll be a really, a really cool thing for everybody involved. So we've talked a lot in 49ers pasts, and now it's time not to be dramatic, to look to the future.
0: Whoa, that was dramatic.
1: <laughs> it was actually very dramatic. This sounds less dramatic, but we're really looking at the present. It, we are in the midst of OTAs. As you mentioned earlier, Trey Lance's team, so much going on there. Debo Samuel, of course, it is not a Forerunners podcast, and we don't talk about Debo Samuel. But as you also mentioned earlier, John Lynch said he'd be a fool to trade him and he will be a 49er this season, which I I don't think is a huge surprise because they didn't trade him during the draft. And that was probably their best opportunity to do so. So I think he will be on this team. It's interesting, this 49ers team, because there are a lot of familiar faces and mainly familiar faces. They're also going to be some not necessarily new faces, but just some new things going on. And then of course, also today reported that Alex Mack's contract was reworked. So Matt Mayoko, will he be back at center? Yes. I
0: would say that that is kind of an, <laughs> an indication. He will not be back at center.
1: Yes, I think it probably is. So
0: yeah. I would expect, what's today Thursday. Yeah. I expect something really soon, maybe Friday on Alex Mack's future. So, We'll see what they do with that. Uh, if they want to stay with the guys on the team or J.C. Tratter is out there. He's probably the top free agent, veteran free agent, uh, who remains unsigned. But, yeah, I mean, there's a, there's a lot to discuss. And that's why I kind of think that, you know, I know we cover them. And our job in a lot of ways, or at least the interest in our job, is... Uh, framed in a lot of ways with how uh, how interesting the team is, how well the team's doing, uh, but I really think the Predators right now might be the most interesting team in the NFL because you know there are a number of young quarterbacks out there that everybody's curious to see how they'll do: Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, um, Justin Fields, um, I guess Mac Jones, and I mean I don't know if anybody from this year's draft class is going to be a starter year one. But I think Trey Lance is the only guy where there's this kind of not drama, but there's the unknown of what he's going to bring to the table. Cause of all those guys, he's the one who played the fewest amount of snaps. And he's also the guy on the team that is more set up to win right now than any of the other second year quarterbacks. And so it's not like they can just afford to, you know, hey, go out there, flounder around a little bit, And as long as you improve, and let's set ourselves up for the 2023 season. You know, that that's not going to be the 49ers mindset. I mean, th- this is a team with some highly paid players at key positions. This is, you know, by and large, I mean, it's a veteran roster, not necessarily, I think it's still an ascending Group of veterans, you know, guys like Kittle and Warner, um, I think are still ascending. Um, you know, Charvarius Ward, they spent a lot of money on. He's only a four year vet. You know, about the only really big price guy who uh, I wouldn't necessarily say that he's rising, but he certainly isn't falling is Trent Williams. So, this is a team. That's set up to win. And, I mean, I didn't mention Nick Bosa and I mean, Eric Armstead, who was honored on Wednesday night. I mean, he he had a really good second half of the season last year. Um, so
1: I'm also throwing out Brandon Ayuk. I think this becomes Brandon a very Iuke. big season for Brandon Ayuk, and I think yeah. we are going to see yeah, them you know, take yet it, another really big step.
0: And that's and that's kind of an interesting one because a year ago, I would have, if I were asked, I probably would have said that Brandon Ayuk could put better wide receiver numbers out there than Devo Samuel. And then just something happened with Ayuk, and it was pretty obvious, um, after about two or three weeks of training camp, that something was amiss when uh, Trent Sherfield started getting his, his practice reps and, and playing time. Uh, but Brandon and snapped out of that and had a really strong second half of the season. And now he's put himself into a position. i mean, look at the the supporting cast of, of Trey Lance right now. I mean, not only do they have what should always be a really good running game, but you have George Kittle, you have IU, you have Debo Samuel, you have Juwan Jennings, who's a very reliable third down receiver. You you have the speed of Ray Ray McLeod and and Danny Gray. And then you still have Kyle use coming out of the backfield. Um, in, in creating some matchup problems. So I, I think all that kind of ties into why I think the 49ers are so interesting because Trey Lance is not just out there on his own. I mean, he's got a pretty darn good group of, of skill players around him that should enable him to, to step in and play winning football from the beginning.
1: So it's interesting, you know, John Lynch last year when they drafted Lance, uh, they said, you know, he said that, that he's, Trey was in the very unique position of being a third pick in the draft who was coming into a really good football team. And that doesn't usually happen when you're picked that high. And so that's very true. And Trey had the opportunity to learn behind Jimmy Garoppolo, to be on a team that went from three and five to going to the NFC championship game. and was very close to going back to the Super Bowl. So all of that is invaluable. I think the biggest question mark, aside from what will Trey Lance do and how will it look, and as John Lynch admitted on Wednesday night, really nobody knows. It looks very promising, but we won't really know until September. The biggest question mark for Trey is that offensive line. And to me, the center position issue is huge and to me, the biggest thing to watch because you have essentially a rookie quarterback. And I've said this on this podcast a million times. So I'm sure everybody listening is like, yeah, we know, but I think it is worth repeating. You have a essentially rookie rookie quarterback who is probably going to have a somewhat new center. And that just to me is going to be fascinating because everything else you just mentioned totally set up for success. And, and I think they'll be fine, but the interior of that offensive line is going to be, to me, the most interesting thing to watch in these next several months as they get ready for the season and see how it impacts the team's success.
0: I guess by interest, I've never heard of uh, the both guard positions and the center position, uh classified as interesting (laughs) usually isn't (laughs) no but there you are Um, there we are (laughs) yeah I think you know you can do a lot of different things and I think Kyle Shanahan is is in Chris Furster and they've done a pretty good job I think of of creating some schemes that you know, they've done a really good job, just say, with, with Aaron Donald. You know, I uh-huh. think they can...
1: Yes, they really have.
0: They can kind of figure out how to how to handle that. I think, though, that what's interesting, too, and I mean, this can kind of cut both ways, you know, watching Seattle for Very really most of, the, most of the past 10 years, I mean, they put zero resource. I mean, they would have a good, like, left tackle. That's about it. They didn't you know, have Trent
1: Williams that, though, and the four hundred percent front Williams changes yeah. everything.
0: But but Seattle and their um the Max Unger was there for a while and he was a pretty good player, but they really didn't put a whole lot of resources into their offensive line. And the whole idea, I think, was we can we can get by without a great offensive line because we have this X Factor quarterback that can make everybody around him better. And so I just kind of wonder if, and and it's not that they're, you know, just short shrifting the offensive line and you still got to address it, but I just wonder if there's this feeling like because Trey Lance brings another element, you know, maybe we, you know, maybe a resource that we could have pushed to offensive line, we don't need to, because he has that ability, you know, when things break down to still make a play on his own with his legs, with his arms. So, yeah, I I don't think that's a, you know, the way they're they're. I don't necessarily think that they're saying, Hey, let's, let's put together a really crappy offensive line just so everybody can see how athletic and how great Trey Lance is. I don't think that's the idea. That
1: would be terrible.
0: That would be a really bad idea. Especially to announce it like, Hey, this is what, this is the plan. You know, people can you get behind this? And then, Hey, let's go sell some season tickets. But no, but I do think that I think that Trey Lance gives you a lot more room for error because of the way he, yeah, because of the way he plays the game than say Jimmy Garoppolo. If Jimmy Garoppolo is in the pocket and the, the uh, the pass protection breaks down. There's no chance, no chance. But with Trey Lance, there's still a chance, and I, that's that's basically what I'm saying. Not not that they're, you know, consciously saying let's let's sabotage our offensive line. I just think that they can get by. I think with maybe a little less there than what they required when Garoppolo was a quarterback.
1: No, I certainly don't think they're sabotaging it. I just, what I think is interesting is, first of all, you also have Aaron Banks, who they actually do seem pretty excited about. He did not play at all last season but he was a second round pick. And, you know, Kyle Shanahan said to us at the, at the owner's meetings, I asked him about Banks specifically, and he said they were going to start playing him midseason, but things started coming together and the team was getting hot and they didn't want to mess with chemistry. So that also becomes an X factor that we just don't know how that's going to play out. But I, I think you're right. Also, if I'm reading between the lines of what you're saying, and I don't want to put words in your mouth, but you basically are saying that Trey Lance is the next Russell Wilson.
0: Oh, yeah. That's exactly what I said. That's what yeah. I figured.
1: That's I you know, what, I know you so well. But I'm able to decipher these things. But I do think everything you said makes a, a ton of sense. And, and they'll probably be fine. And, and to your point, also, this is a team and John Lynch said it Wednesday night, and we obviously know that they are looking to win now. And that's what they want to do. And John Lynch talked about the offer he got from Amazon and that one of the reasons he didn't take it is he came there to win another to help the win another Super Bowl, and they haven't done that yet. And they want to do that, like, stat. So they're certainly not putting themselves in a position, you know, not to do that. And then, of course, they do have Trent Williams. So there are teams that have it much worse. I just think it's going to be kind of interesting to watch. And one of the things I'm interested in, and you're right, this is not something that happens often, the guard position, but I'd like to see how Aaron Banks is. I think that's gonna be kind of a cool storyline. Maybe he really is as good as they're saying he is. Time will tell, which is my favorite phrase because no one can argue with time will tell. It will no, tell.
0: no, yeah. No, I, I do think that I mean there there is an element when you make that switch at quarterback that you're taking you're taking a step back for ultimately a bigger push forward. And so, I mean, that's what I think foreigners were, were, would have had to endure last year if they'd made that that change. And, I mean, you talk about Aaron Banks. Hey, they were close to, you know, they were a loss or two away from making that switch permanently from Garoppolo to, to Trey Lance. And so, you know, when, when the 2022 season starts, who would give you the better chance of winning football games would it be trey lance or would it be a healthy jimmy garoppolo all things being equal um i think now we're at the point where it's not such an obvious call and so if it's not such an obvious call then that's all you need to know that trey lance is the better the better choice to start because you know, he will continue to get better and, and he needs the experience and he he can be a dynamic player. And so um, that, that's when, when Kyle Shanahan said, at, again, at the owner's meetings, I, I think I, I asked him this question, is Trey Lance ready to be the starter? And his answer was, we wouldn't have tried to trade Jimmy Garoppolo if he weren't you know, if he weren't ready. And so that tells you all you need to know. This isn't about Jimmy Garoppolo. It's about Trey Lance. When Trey Lance is ready, he's the quarterback and Jimmy Garoppolo, it it doesn't matter because, you know, his time from March 22nd or March 26th of 2021, when that trade was made, we knew that, you know, the clock was ticking on Garoppolo. So how it all shakes out, what they ended up doing with Garoppolo remains to be seen. But, you know, the 49 would certainly like to trade him in, um, in Kyle Shanahan last week said that he still anticipates the 49 trading him, which to me means if, if you're anticipating trading a quarterback, that means that you anticipate that quarterback not being on your team.
1: Well, that was, that which, was some good analysis right there.
0: Yes. Which also <laughs> means that you don't expect a quarterback who you anticipate not being on your team to be your starter. So that's a long way of saying that um, Kyle Shanahan doesn't, you know, he won't announce a starter, but he basically announced the starter when he said that.
1: And then when we talked to Brian Greasy last week, Go Blue, who is the 49ers new quarterbacks coach, he also admitted that he has not spoken to Jimmy Garoppolo. So that also just kind of not that the point needed reiterating, but Somewhat interesting.
0: Has anyone spoken to Jimmy Garoppolo? I know he did a little media blitz with um, with his dad a while back. But you know, do you take George Kittle at his word? I do. I do. I
1: take George Kittle's word because I think with George, he's not. He doesn't want to kind of stir the pot on that. You know, he well, he,
0: well but he did. But he, he did. Does.
1: Well he does. And and he did. But you know what he said was I have when do we clean out our lockers? But that's just Jimmy. He does his own thing. And remember Kyle Shanahan said that at the owners' meetings as well. He said, I haven't talked to Jimmy, but you know, that's Jimmy in the off season. So I do believe that that's true and i do take george kittle at his word on that and
0: yeah, yeah. no and I, i'm not yeah no it's but it's funny that he you know that's kind of been his bit over the last few years that you know that uh, in the offseason jimmy just kind of does his own thing um but it's funny though that uh john lynch and, and kyle shanahan had no problem getting a hold of garoppolo when the trade was made because they both talked to him and, uh, and, you know, Jimmy, I think at that point said, am I going to have a chance to compete for the starting job? And the answer was yes. And now I don't think that that's the case. I think watching the OTAs, I wasn't out there on Wednesday when it was open. Doesn't sound like, uh, it sounds like I wasn't alone. There were a lot of players. Yeah, <laughs> you, were there not. were a lot
1: of players <laughs> out there too. So you were fine.
0: <laughs> yeah. But, um, I mean, you watch, you watch just, how Trey Lance carries himself and the way he is on the practice field and the way his teammates are talking about him and treating him and same with the coaches. I mean it's it's pretty clear that the transition has been made to Trey Lance as a starter.
1: Our partners at Bet online continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all of the latest odds, news and sports developments for the NBA playoffs, Major League Baseball, Fights and NFL futures. Bet Online is your continued source for all sports wagering needs, including live betting and the fan favorite Vegas casino and poker games. It's really easy to get started. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up and use our promo code BELIEVE to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, where the game starts. You know, you had asked John at the owner's meetings about what I had asked Jimmy in his last press conference that, is there something to be said for a fresh start? And I don't really blame Jimmy also for saying my time here is done and now I'm moving on. So he doesn't need to talk to everybody every day. And I get that too. So Matt Mayoko, the Trey Lance era is upon us. 49ers legends to 49ers of the future. That is really what this podcast was all about. Again, I'm so dramatic, but I loved having you on the show. <laughs> <laughs> it's
0: well done. <laughs> Way to just tie it all together.
1: I am a professional despite my ums, but I'm getting there. <laughs> that's what
0: you're doing. Um, you're doing just fine.
1: Well, thank you, Maddie. Thank you so much for joining me again. This was a lot of fun as always. Thank you again for uh, Wednesday night. It was just a fantastic event. I will see you on a practice field at a press conference. I really can't wait. Make sure you guys listen to Matt's fantastic podcast, 49ers talk. And with that, we are brought to you by Fivo. We are brought to you by Online. Don't forget to leave us a five-star review. Follow us on Instagram at Fangirl Sports Network. I think that's all I got. Maddie, you got anything else?
0: I don't. Just thank you for uh, extending the privilege of an invitation my way. I'm so happy that I didn't mess it up so badly the first time that I was forever uh, eliminated from your Rolodex. And thank you once again, my dear friend.
1: Absolutely. And thank you, my dear friend. And with that, everybody else. Oh, it's Friday. We normally do Cody Corner, but lucky for you, Matt Mayoko, Cody Bellinger has not played a whole lot recently, so we'll skip it this week. So you're welcome. Thank you. You're welcome. All right, guys, I'll talk to you all next week. Bye, all.